0: Hello, and welcome to Two Moms, No Fluff,
1: the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities.
0: Well, hello, Iris. How are you doing today? I am great. Hello, my friend Alma. All right. Well, for those of you who are new and those of you who listen on a regular basis, welcome. You are here at Two Moms, No Fluff. This is a place where we discuss all things disability, uncensored, and sometimes irreverent, but all true. We're here to to have you help us on our journey and for us to help you on your journey. Today, we're going to be talking, it's sort of a part two to our episode where we talked about going into the community and having a lot of really challenging things thrown at us and how we deal with it. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the positive things that have happened to us when we go out into the community because we always want to be we want to be balanced and we don't want to focus on the negative we want to really um, you know accentuate the positive and uh, you know give our experiences about this this topic and um, have you hopefully at the end you know Give us your your stories because we all need to be lifted up. We don't want you know what do they call it? Inspo porn. We don't want that, um, but we wanna we wanna recognize and acknowledge the positives that happen when we go out into the community so that, that there can be more of them, more of those kinds of um, encounters and interactions. So, who wants to start? Should you start, Iris? Why don't you start yeah, today? With first of, of all. Stories?
1: I find it really hard to start. I want to ask you, what is that fabulous dress you're wearing, Alva?
0: Oh, yes. Well, for those of you who don't see us, you know, these are recorded so you can see us. But I, you know, one of the things I like to do um, that we talk about a lot is um, I like to lift my, I like going out. I like going out. So one of the things that's been very hard about the pandemic is... uh, not being able to wear all the clothes that I buy at yard sales and thrift shops. Cause I really like, I like getting dressed up in crazy outfits. This dress that you're looking at, I put on today. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to celebrate uh, the positives that happen when we go in the community. So I decided to put on this fabulous multicolored sequence dress. You could see a little bit more. Wow. Get it up. Oh. And I'm wearing some serious costume jewelry bling that I get, I have a friend named Lisa Burrell from uh, elementary school who sells paparazzi costume jewelry with her hilarious uh, Facebook live videos selling the jewelry. And I honestly I have so much of this jewelry because it is so inexpensive and I wear it when I perform with parents who rock and I get so many compliments on it. And then I tell people where I got it and they're like, oh, my God, I need to get some. So um, I'm wearing so one of her necklaces. Know,
1: fabulous, Alma! <laughs> you can add you. that to your uh, compliments book. And Thank I, you.
0: yes, you I need like, to comment on yours, which is the same as it always is. Because the uniform,
1: kind of... <laughs> the uniform. And for those who do not know me, a, a in contrary to Alma, who likes to go out, mingle with people, and celebrate, I like to stay home quietly. And in addition to that, I it. I think when I have when I had my second child, and I had one one child who constantly had a drooling problem, feeding issues. I would try to feed her; she would spit up all the food on me. The other one was still nursing. Saliva, milk, food was constantly streaming all over my shirts. I moved to a uniform, and my uniform is blue jeans and a blue t-shirt. And I have, I think like seven pairs of jeans and at least 15 blue t-shirts and this is how i live my You're life the steve jobs of parenting it just steve simplifies everything it's it comfortable does. i can change it i can tell you that saliva looks really bad on dark blue so i change my shirts like three four times a day and i rock it and i look and am- you do
0: <laughs> and we always can recognize you because it's like oh there's iris in her blue shirt Yes, we are, definitely. Jeans, so I always know how to find you in a crowd. And the same um,
1: necklace that I've been wearing for like, I don't know, for 15 years straight now wow. because I am so fashionable and so, no, I'm not like you. Emma. But that I'm allows so sad. you
0: that. So you don't have to think about what you're wearing. So it allows you to focus on some other other things that might be more important. For me, it lifts my mood to wear lipstick it's the only makeup I wear, typically, and uh, it lifts my mood to get dressed up, so it's like a natural upper, so uh, we have why different styles, <laughs> <laughs> and I look up to you, because uh, I do spend some time looking, mm, what am I going to wear today? But uh, you know, I wanted to celebrate today, celebrate the um, the people in the community who uh, who make us feel a little bit uh normal more like we're just part of the community so let's get started let's hear your uh let's hear your some of your stories okay you know what i i am going to
1: start with the story that is basically kind of a generosity story but this is not my kind of uh, point about it but uh, we were once like our family we were in a i don't know it was in canada so maybe an i hope equivalent i am not too Mm. sure nothing fancy having our breakfast and uh, when it uh, the time came to pay the waiter told us uh, no your uh, check was already paid and gave us that um, you know the black flip I'm not too sure how you call that black pocket and yeah, there was the a small note older. in it yeah. um, uh this is a uh, I'm just another mom and I appreciate what you do and uh, enjoy your breakfast or enjoy your morning or something of that sort. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, who is she? Like, where is she? I I wanted to say thank you. And uh, she was already gone, but like, obviously the meal was something that we could have afforded. it's obvious if we went into the restaurant it wasn't beyond our budget it was just that she was kind of seeing us and maybe saw the part that uh, our daughter needed to use the bathroom and then we had to drag every Mm -hmm. everybody because we couldn't like leave our uh, young son on his own on a table and how long it takes to go in and out and out of the chair and into the bathroom and all the struggle and I think that's I, we felt that, you know, someone saw us that morning yes. and understood mm-hmm. like how much it takes to pretend <laughs> that we can do all the easy things that other families do take for granted, like yeah. going out to it. It's nice to
0: be acknowledged. Let's face it. And I like that story because it's not, we. nobody wants to be pitied. We don't want to be pitied. Um, and that doesn't sound like a pity story. It's somebody saying, I see you and I want to give you a little gift because I, I see you. And it, it looks like you have a little bit of a struggle. That's not pity, that's like, you know, pity is uh there but for the grace of God, go go I, which people have said that to me. Um about my having my other kids who are neurotypical you know like well aren't you kind of like aren't you glad that you have those other oh but I forgot we're trying to stay positive here we're not going to diss anybody okay we got to stick to (laughs) the positives okay sorry about that Alma come on I'm sorry it's it's very you know I have to train myself not to do that um it's too it's too easy it takes the effort sometimes to to be positive so I'm I'm gonna try um but I like that story that's really sweet and and I wanted to say something just kind of acknowledging
1: the fact that when we were talking about like you know going out in the community the first thing that came out for both of us was negative experiences yeah and when we were thinking about uh, you know what to talk about the the negative interactions when we're out and about were so kind of common that we had a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. and today uh, for uh, for this episode it was kind of like we really need to think and find those good interactions. Yeah. And it, it's sad, but it's true. It's just, yeah. uh, there is a long way for us as a society and as a community to go in terms of, like, again, inclusion, acceptance, and just, mm-hmm. uh,
0: I, I guess, being kind.
1: In general. Yes, it,
0: it is. It's being thoughtful and being mindful as well. Because it's, uh, you know, when people do certain things, it's not that it's unkind necessarily, it's more that we have to be mindful of how we're coming across to other people. And that might mean doing a little research into the disability community to find out if you don't know how to talk to people or how to behave in those uncomfortable, sometimes uncomfortable situations, find out. You don't necessarily have to ask the person who's in front of you who has the disability where it might be awkward or they might not have time ask someone else, you know, in a, in a, in a calm setting, or do some research. Um, A story that I want to tell something, you know, from when my son was a baby and had a feeding tube. And there was a boy, I I was at a party. So again, you know, I had talked about in the other episode, about going into the community, how I would feed my son with a feeding tube um, out in public, because I wanted to be able to go out, and I had to feed him every couple of hours. So I was at this party, and there was a boy there who I didn't know, and uh, he was someone's son. And he must have been like, mm, how old was he? Maybe he was like eleven or something. But he simply said, "What? What's? What are you doing?" Or something like that. In a nice way, he just he sat right down next to me while I was feeding my son, and he said, "What's? What? Are, you know? What is that that you're doing?" And I said, you know, my son can't eat um, by his mouth. So he has a feeding tube that goes into his stomach and then it feeds him. It goes directly into his stomach. And he just looked at me and he goes, that sucks. (laughs) And I said, you're right. It does suck. And it was just like this honest, um, you know, this honest, and I just saw it as so sweet and so kind. I, d- I did see it as kind. I saw it yeah. as, you know, he just was like telling it like it was. He was like, that sucks that he can't eat through his mouth. And I, and he was right. Cause it did suck yeah. that he couldn't eat through his mouth. It required a lot more work and a lot, a lot more time. And uh, that was something that I really appreciated. And it was from a child. So I really like that. Another story I'd like to tell is, Um, Just in general, when my going out into the community, um, you know, my son is 17 now um, and he does not go to the public high school. He goes to a school in another district and sometimes he'll see kids from his youth when he was in the public school system. And something that is really wonderful for me to experience and for my son to experience is people recognizing him and 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 saying hi you know, hey, Lincoln, you know, hey, Lincoln, what's up? Um, Or are you Lincoln? You know, because they haven't seen him for a few years. They're like, oh, I remember you from school. So that must seem to the neurotypical population of parents and kids, that must seem like the most normal. Like, why is that a big deal? It is a big deal because he's seen, there's so many times when our kids are not seen and they're not um, they're sort of non-entities to a lot of people. And for someone to go, and it's not even going out of your way, it's simply being a, a member of the community saying, hey, you know, I re- I remember you, how you doing? That's a big deal. It goes a long way. Um, so that's something else that that makes me feel good and, you know, makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside and for my son too.
1: Well, I wasn't going to share this story, but if we are already talking about children and how wonderful they can sometimes be, mm-hmm. I wanted to say that uh, we we were once in an event, that, like a carnival in, in um, I think it was a Jewish community center or something, but mm-hmm. basically there were stations there and there were kind of youth volunteering in the different stations. And I don't know why or how, but one of those, I don't know. Maybe he was thirteen-year-old uh, boys decided when Karen, yeah, my daughter, came just to kind of accompany her, and he was like, "Here, I'll show you what 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 is here." And he just s- stuck with us for the entire like couple of hours that we were there, and also went later on to help her gather her prize and argue with them that she actually had more points than she did, so she would get more more <laughs> gifts at the end. I was like, it was one of the best days in her life. I, I was just like looking afterwards, writing to everybody in that organization, asking if they know who that child is and what's his address because I only knew his first name. And mm-hmm. I was really, I I already like uh, had the letter for him and his parents and all that oh. because I really wanted to thank him. This was such a rare event in our lives and I never uh managed to locate him after writing to i think like 10 different uh event organizer nobody knew who he was but that was oh kind God. of like a, you know an angel landing on us yeah. on that day. it yeah. was just so nice and it is so rare that that um you know people know kind of to stop and to to be friends to to the child with the disability yeah. and uh, talking about friend i have to say this this is just a funny story Children, sometimes there is a certain age that they don't really kind of get the whole disability concept Mm -hmm. and what it means. So we once had a new family of friends and uh, we went together on one of our first dates, you know, to a pizza parlor with the kids. And once the pizza was ready, their daughter kind of went to my daughter, unbuckled her her seatbelt and said, the pizza is here. Let's go. (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> Let me release you from this. <laughs> Enough with the nonsense. <laughs> oh my god, that is, is so really cute.
1: cute. I uh, had to shove it in there. <laughs>
0: it's beautiful. It got, you know, I planned on talking all about adults today, but now you're reminding me of another kid story. Um throughout my son's um school experience in the public schools, there were a number of um kids that were sort of appointed to be kind of a little bit of a support to my son. And I will be forever grateful to those kids because they really, um, they just were like, they were deemed to be, I guess, kind children by the teacher. And the teacher, you know, went a little bit out of their way to, you know, let's have somebody kind of sit next to my son who's going to help him with different things that he might need. And I knew who these kids were only because, um, you know, he would talk about them and um, about how they help them with certain things. And I did make a point once they were done with that school, I am, um, and they graduated from that school. I made a point of um, going to their families and doing, you know, contacting their parents and telling them how wonderful their children were. You know, my secret hope was that these kids would eventually go into the field of disability, but just the fact that they were helping um, in such a kind way, they weren't being, you know, um, patronizing to my son. They just were helping him. And, you know, it was fairly young age. And I just, I think it's really important to acknowledge those those people, um, like what we're doing today, you know, these experiences, because then they can spread and people will feel good about what they did and they'll continue doing it. Again, it's not for pity purposes. It's to say, you know, we all like to know that we're, that we're acknowledged. We're acknowledging them for treating our kids. You know, typically, like a typical kid, and that goes a long way. You know, for our for our children and for us. So I made a point. I gave them little gifts, and I wrote these kids a note, um, thanking them for their. You know, and I hope, and I'm and I'm looking forward to watching them grow up and see the the other wonderful things that they do. And I think that that can have a huge impact on a child to see how they impact other people and they might not even realize it but just say that this is a gift that you have and it shouldn't be a gift it should be everybody doing it but sadly it's not and i think it's really important to encourage encourage those kinds of behaviors to children who are not doing it and to children you know who are it's it's important um another story i'd like to tell is just you know a general story that if you know my son will ask a lot of questions um many questions sometimes you know a little out there, and I really appreciate, and so does he, um, people engaging in conversation with him, even if he's, um, you know, might be perseverating over a particular topic. Um, At that point, I know that people, you know, probably have a sense that this is not, you know, a neurotypical child, but they continue the conversation. They ask questions um, that they would ask any child. Uh, and I just, I think, it, I just really appreciate that. It's a small thing, but it's not a small thing to us. It's it's showing that um, you may be aware of something and you're going with it. You're just going with it. And uh, it, it's very meaningful. It's very meaningful. Yeah. I
1: I think that um, in general, like, uh, first of all, the, the children that are, kind and that have the exposure to children other children that have a disability Mm -hmm. they really do grow up to become allies of of the community of the disability Mm -hmm. community and whether they they choose i guess a profession that has some relationship to this or not we need them we need them in everywhere and it's just so so nice to see because some parents some families really know how to do it right and you can see it in their children's behavior and Mm -hmm. i just uh, really want to encourage everybody that is listening today to no matter what age your child is but to really spend some time reading books seeing movies talking about the disability community and what mm-hmm. it means to have a friend with a different ability and what it means to uh, for that friend to grow up having a different childhood in a way. And mm-hmm. I think that um, we, we would talk about maybe books and movies that are appropriate for different age groups uh, in a different episode, but uh, it's really it's kind of almost naive to expect that when a child is encountering something that they never saw before like a, a, a kid in a big wheelchair that they would know to process what is going on many times like kids would come to us and say what is this car that she's driving you know so <laughs> uh, at the end of the day I think I have an example of one uh, dad did a, a nicely uh I guess, encounter with us or n- nicely put a uh, question. He uh, came to us in the supermarket and, and said, Hey, uh, Joey here uh, doesn't have any friends who are wheelchair users. Can he come say hello to your daughter? He has a few questions. And that was like a really nice introduction. And it made the whole conversation much, much more pleasant. I I, I was really appreciative. and And again, it's like, unfortunately few and far between that that do have those skills and know how to approach us and uh, we spoke I think last time about how many people uh, find uh, the service dog as kind of a bridge to come Mm -hmm. come close to us in a way yes but most of the people would come and 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 constantly say oh that's a cute dog can I pet the dog but the accumulation, which, which is nice, and I can make an effort and, and engage in a conversation and explain a little and, and attract their attention uh-huh. to not needing to ask me if they can pet the dog, but they should ask my daughter because uh, she uh-huh. has a communication device and she can answer uh-huh. um, or she can nod her head yes or no. And she would tell uh-huh. you at, at the end of the day, though, the accumulation of that is that If you have, you know, over one year, hundreds of people that are coming towards your child, commenting about something else that is cute and lovely, and ignoring the child that is sitting next to that service dog, it's very painful. And I can tell you that there is probably only for sure less than 10 people in in this entire time that we are out in the community with the service dog that came and despite the service dog said uh, this is or something about my daughter like uh, oh that's such a cute uh, service dog but uh, your daughter is even cuter or something mm-hmm. like like that and
0: yeah. um turning the it, focus onto her and yes. she's she's there i mean it's she it's like there. she's invisible if they're not addressing her um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, I,
1: and I know that we're not yet like, giving tips or anything like that, but I, I want to say in that uh, sense that if there is a pe- person with a disability and okay. the disability is severe enough that there is an aid, or the uh, person is still a child and there is an adult with them, uh, I, I think it's good to know that you should always refer and talk to the child or the person with the disability and not to, to the caregiver whoever that might be and a lot of, of people really don't know it or they're they feel afraid especially if it's a situation that I think in my daughter's case it's sometimes clear uh, yeah. if they saw her you know that that she's nonverbal, and mm-hmm. people are like if she can talk I can't talk to her or would she understand what I'm saying Right. so right error on the side of uh, you know more ability rather than less and always talk to Excellent the person point. and uh, if the person is uh, that involved in terms of their disability that they can't answer the person next to them, because they won't be in the community by themselves, would right. help you out and tell you. But error on the side of really addressing the person with a disability, talking to them, and um, and if you're not sure even how to start a conversation, maybe just introduce yourself Absolutely. like in a normal
0: interaction and say, hi, I'm such and such, what's your name, you know? Yep, um, exactly. And, and, it's, and, I, and I'm so glad you bring that up because there is so much it's not that people are trying to be rude uh, it's just that people because there's not the exposure to people with disabilities they truly and i you know i count myself as one of those people you know years ago because we don't know what to do because we haven't had the experience we haven't had the exposure so it's really not necessarily rudeness it's really just inexperience so any opportunity um to to you know, educate yourselves, please do that. Uh, it's it's important. You know, I mean, I think we're preaching mostly to the converted here in this, in this podcast. But um, hopefully there are people listening to this who, you know, are hoping to learn more about the disability community. And that's that I'm so glad that you brought that up. Because um, it's how could it offend someone if you ask them a question, and then you'll, you know, it won't it, or, you know, introduce yourself, I mean, then they can they can answer for themselves or someone next to them can answer. So that's, that's a great point.
1: And, and Um, do we also still have a sense of humor? Like, I I think that people are kind of like, also like one time there was a lady that came uh, towards us and she was like, "Um, okay, our service dog is a big white Labradoodle and then beautiful
0: dog. And my my daughter is,
1: is dry. Thank you. Thank you. Eli, we love you. We love Eli. (laughs) Uh, uh, My daughter was driving in the mall with her service dog and this lady come to her and she's like, oh, isn't this Mary here with her little lamb? (laughs) <laughs> it was so funny it was hilarious both
0: both yeah.
1: of us were laughing like all three of us was, were laughing yeah. it was just like nicely put you know yeah the, it's the irony a normal
0: conversation a normal interaction you know yep. you don't want every interaction to be about disability for god's sake it's like <laughs> let's just live our lives um i uh Boda, i wanted to talk about um you know going into events for me uh because food uh Food is such a, 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 you know, a huge piece of my son's syndrome. With Prader-Willi syndrome, you, you know, you have to really limit the calories and being exposed to food, but not being allowed to eat it is very difficult if you have Prader-Willi syndrome. So I try to, you know, engage us in activities where there's no food as much as possible, but sometimes You know it it surprises us there's food in an event that where you would not think there would be food so i often call and ask if there's going to be food and if it's something that is um just like a snack at a you know i personally i feel that there are way too many snacks quote-unquote snacks Uh, people don't have to eat all day long every day and if your child has an issue where they need a snack or an adult they can bring their own to a lot of events because it's not just prager Willie syndrome where there are issues with food it can happen with a lot of other disabilities so you know gluten-free having celiac disease having diabetes you know all sorts of uh, conditions food allergies is a big one so i so appreciate it in the community Um, When there is no food, for example, or when people let people let the people who are attending the event know ahead of time that there is going to be food. So that gives me the opportunity to make the choice. Do I want to bring my child or not? It also allows me to contact that person who's organizing the event and say, would it be possible to have no food at the event and have some other kind of a treat that is like, you know, a little toy or something else that is not food related and i am so very appreciative when they listen and they say oh absolutely um because it causes tremendous anxiety um for for some people to have that food there and to just eliminate it when it's a no brainer for the person with the you know organizing the event um it's, it can be a very easy thing to just eliminate the food. And, um, I, I just have had that encounter so many times and I just, you know, I'm, we're only talking about the positives here. So I'm going to only give shout outs to the people in this episode who listen, who eliminate the food and, um, or modify it so that it meets our needs so that they can truly be inclusive because people hosting events, they wanna be inclusive um, for the most part. So listening to the listening to the parents, listening to the people who have the disability um, is very much appreciated. So I hope people will keep that in mind as well.
1: Yeah, and I also want to mention that uh, sometimes people think that maybe requests are out of proportion, but uh, if you go to a pumpkin carving event, the main event is carving the pumpkin. It's not yes. the side snacks that are on the side table. Yes. So it is very easy to eliminate that, right? Yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, Obviously, you won't go with your, with your son to a cake, cake decorating and baking event. That, that right. would be inappropriate. But right. uh, at the end of the day, it's just... Uh, sometimes, by the way, life brings about uh, necessary changes. So just talking about uh, pumpkins reminded me about Halloween. So mm-hmm. once uh, COVID hit and people could no longer like bring the candy balls into the front of their house, a lot of people moved their candy station to their garage. Yes. And magically on that Halloween, mm-hmm. there were ramps everywhere mm. from the sidewalk. We didn't have to deal with stairs anymore because you would just oh. go up their garage driveway. Nice. Nice. And- ta-da so Beautiful. that was a magical halloween and as yes. we keep on posting uh keep on it wasn't <laughs> too many halloweens but yeah. we, we we post before halloween please put your table with your candies somewhere that that's kids great. in wheelchairs can actually access your house so so that's really nice it's very funny how many houses have so many steps you know in the yes. trail leading to their front door it's just yeah. uh, Until you actually go trick or treating
0: with a wheelchair, you don't really mind those little things. But it's and that's a great example of like that would never be on my radar ever. And you know, and I'm friends with you, and I'm friends with other people whose kids are in wheelchairs, and it doesn't that never occurred to me because I don't deal with it, you know, myself on on Halloween. Um, So that's really I'm glad you brought that up. Um, That you know, also speaking of Halloween, people have um, you know they they. they they're shifting to toys instead of candy you know and i really appreciate that as well something else that this is reminding me of is um you iris and um i found out you know many years after i met you because we would go to your house and many years after i met you i hadn't even known that all along you were taking a fruit bowl that you had on your coffee table That you had there at all times i had no idea that anytime we were coming over you were taking that fruit bowl and you were putting it on top of the fridge so that my son wouldn't see it simply to get you know he wouldn't be distracted by the food he wouldn't try to sneak some of the food and i was so appreciative of that and you never you didn't make a big deal out of it to make us feel you know and i wouldn't have felt badly anyway because i know that you respect us and you know our situation and you're always so kind about it but it was meaningful to me, if I never told you, that you you didn't even mention it to me. You just did it. And then one day we came over and you were like, oh, my God, I left that there. I always move it. You know, I always move it. I didn't, I forgot you guys were coming over. And then I was like, oh, my God, you normally have a fruit bowl sitting here at all times. And you didn't even mention that you move it every time I come over. That is a small and not random act of kindness. That was an intentional um, respecting of our. Unique situation. I cannot. Believe, it makes me love you even more. <laughs> I cannot
1: believe you're even mentioning something that easy and trivial on our podcasts that requires zero it effort. Means,
0: uh, but but there you go. Something that I bring it up because it required very little effort on your part, but it made a it was a big deal for us because my son could have very easily had a tantrum there. You know, this was when he was much younger. He might have started screaming because. If he saw the fruit bowl, then I would, you know, it could have caused a tantrum. We might've had to leave. I would have been embarrassed. Um, it would have been a lot of energy that we had to, you know, use up to come to your house in the first place and and then, you know, park and then have to leave because he was tantruming. All of those things were avoided from that tiny little, potentially, because you had the, the, the you know, the mindfulness, the foresight to say, you know, he's got a food issue. I'm gonna remove that trigger. And you did, and it, it's meaningful. It can be so small, but, you know, pack a I big intend- punch. <laughs> I am telling you, I,
1: I feel so honored by this mention. <laughs> something that I absentmindedly did. And now I'm expecting a medal of honor in my it, mailbox. No, in the I'm next not week.
0: giving, you know what, you're not getting better. <laughs> you're getting an acknowledgement and it would be nice if everybody did that, but you know, it means I a hope lot. they do. I hope to do. Sometimes this
1: is the whole point. Sometimes it's yes. just so easy, so yes. easy to make a situation easier yeah. and, uh, in our life obviously we have lots of friends and we have uh, one family with a daughter with uh, food allergies and before they would come over I would Alma like sanitize the house the <laughs> counters the, the everything because it was touch-based so it was yeah. it's a, it's a serious issue and if you want your friends to feel safe and comfortable in your house you really do need to Make it perfect. So, yeah, in some situations, yeah, in some situations, the effort and the work that needs to be put into it is 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 real. It's not like yeah. uh, and and it's worth it, and it's totally it worth it. it. But there are so many examples, like the fruit bowl. This is so so funny because it's so small. It's just like so easy, and it's just having the the awareness and mm-hmm. the and and the knowledge. And people, I think, need to also feel okay with asking questions like how yeah Mm -hmm. how can i make your visit here whether it's a museum a i guess social club or Mm -hmm. your home what can i do to make your visit here easy or fun and and people would answer it's just sometimes it's the small things that that make a world of a difference
0: yeah. And 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 then we will go and tell other people, oh, my gosh, they are so mindful of kids with disabilities. You should go there. It's great for businesses to do that. It It's great for community organizations, for churches, for synagogues, for mosques, for any place of worship. It is so important. And we'll get into that in future episodes. Um, those kinds of things, strategies that that, um, you know, places outside the home can can make use of to make it more welcoming to the disability community. But asking the question is perfect. Nobody is expected to know the ins and outs of Prader-Willi syndrome. It is a rare syndrome. It's like one in 15,000. I don't expect people to have all the answers, but I do appreciate when, when they ask and it, it goes a very long way on many levels. So yeah, yes, a and lot and that s- can be done.
1: A lot that can be done and a lot that that comes out of interacting directly with the child or with the person with the disability. And uh, I think that all in all, what we really hope is to put our kids in in the center and not their disability. But if you really want to get to know our kid, you might have to lower the volume because they can't tolerate a loud noise. And if mm-hmm. you really want to, to know our kid, you might have to like put a ramp so we can actually enter your house yeah. when you invite like the book club over. W- whatever it is, it's like small little things that, um, it, you know, uh, just tell me if you uh, have a step to your house, I'll bring the ramp with me. It, it's mm-hmm. just those, uh, those little things that many times we as the parent, we try to, you know, take care of. But occasionally, uh, when someone else takes some of that burden and make yes. has the research for us and, and yes. finds out how to help, this is like so amazing. The feeling yeah. that someone cares is it's beyond huge. words.
0: Can I, I? You reminded me of two other things. One, I have a confession to make that mm-hmm. I have. You know, I oh. love to bake. I love to cook. I love to bake, and I gave someone a cookie that had um i forgot that i had almond flour in it and they were allergic to nuts and i was mortified and i was so apologetic um so you know as much as we try um you know i i have made mistakes we have all made mistakes and it's how we deal with those mistakes like oh my god i am so, so 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 sorry um you know i've had good friends leave the room and there have been some things that have been snuck out of the kitchen by my son mortified you know they're mortified but if they brushed it off and made it seem like oh you know what's the big deal one time he got this i would have serious reservations about having you know my kid go over there again but also it would be painful to me because they weren't respecting the needs of my child it would be painful on you know an emotional level um so we're all going to make mistakes, but it's, again, how we, you know, hopefully they won't be life-threatening mistakes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, my friend had a, an pen and gave it to her kid immediately before there were any reactions from the cookie. Um, but um, it's what we do with that, you know, with, when if we do make a mistake, we, that we apologize and we really mean it and we, you know, are respectful about it and try to make changes for the future. Um, you're also reminding me of one more story about... Um, we had a contractor uh come to our house we finished our basement years ago and um i asked him uh if for any advice about putting a lock on our or on our refrigerator which was becoming necessary for our son and um that's okay. Listen, this is real life, Iris. You don't have to be. You don't have to be embarrassed about your phone ringing. And now my father's to make sure Oh my gosh! Well, he's going to have to wait because I have a good story that I have to tell. Um, he, this contractor, I I told him about the a lock that I needed and if what would he would recommend. Not only did he go home, Google my son's syndrome, and come back to me and tell me. Wow, I researched. you know, I got home and I was interested in you know, what you told me and I I researched the syndrome. Wow, you guys deal with a lot. So that alone I was so appreciative that he, you know, he went home and Yeah, and that's looked amazing. It up. It, he's a contractor, you know, he he had no reason to do that. He looked it up he acknowledged our, you know, our lifestyle and how, you know, sometimes it's challenging about about the food, you know, and the vigilance, the heightened level of vigilance that we have to have around food. But for free, he installed a lock on our fridge. Wow. Can you imagine? I was just like, oh my God. So in terms of references, I tell that story to anybody who and and obviously and in addition that he was an amazing you know contractor um and he you know he was so timely and responsible and um but i taught i sang this guy's praises to anybody who would listen because that went such a long way in um just like a, a human being and i wanted people to know like this is who you're hiring this, yeah. this person, and I thought it was significant. Yeah. So, you know, that, 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 that's a beautiful story, Alma. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it. And uh, uh, yeah, it's maybe the the punchline of it all is sometimes uh, social interactions won't be the easy way. And we are, in a way, asking or inviting people today to kind of take the extra efforts and to maybe help include our children and mm-hmm. help in Please terms Please invite of-
0: them. Please invite them to, to your birthday, party, birthday parties. And, and even if you think that they can't come because of their disability, just invite them. I err on the side of thinking they can come. And please invite them to, to play dates and and birthday parties.
1: <laughs> yes, that, that's that's important, and 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 events in general. And, uh, yeah. and and I think that some of my friends became knowledgeable enough. Uh, so when they were uh, creating uh, homeschooling activities and and such, they would make an effort. And I think the kind of the main like biggest thing that uh, I can think of is that uh, a friend of ours from the homeschooling community was really opening like a homeschool kind of co-op that ran every day of the week and not Mm -hmm. only that she uh, accepted karen to uh, join for free because she Mm -hmm. knew how extensive our expenses were relating to her care but Mm -hmm. she also the second year that it ran and when she knew that we wanted karen to to join Mm -hmm. she moved the whole thing to a different location. So the location would be wheelchair accessible. Can you even imagine how much work effort and money went into that? So that's a kudos to my friend, Agnes and uh oh, Abakoribre school. <laughs>
0: thank you yeah. Agnes. No, that's that, that's you are, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that that's I think I sometimes people just go out of their way and you yeah. see that they really do care and they really do mind about your child. And yeah. uh I I I just I hope that uh, in a way those stories maybe the people think about ways that they can become a friend or allies to another family with a mm-hmm. child with special needs or another adult with a disability in their street uh, down their street in their community whatever it is and uh, if you have questions specific questions to Alma or myself about how to make the first step or how to you know, deal navigate with certain situations. Yeah, how
0: to navigate situation. many uncomfortable situations. We are here, you know, we are happy to to, to add it into a new episode or respond in a way that uh, is, is and possible.
1: And also, and all, as always, uh, if you do have a story of your own to share about the kindness of other people and uh, ways that your uh, family or child specifically was well integrated into an activity or society in general, Please yep. let us know we would love love to hear the positive.
0: Yes. Great. All right. Well, Iris, as always a pleasure seeing you from across the country on our <laughs> on our Zoom and and Audibly. So, uh, enjoy your week everyone. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on Two Moms No Bluff. Bye. Bye.
1: For more information, please go to www2 Thank you.